0: Check it out. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to start a podcast. It has all the tools in one place that you need right from your phone or computer to edit and publish your podcast. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started now. I'm using it right along with you. The Frankie Files. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 25 of The Frankie Files. I'm Frankie, your host and producer. Today's third Tuesday, so it's time for cult news with a cult catch-up. I have four segments today. One, a preview from cult Vault podcast. Two, an insight into what the Moonies Unification Church cult has to do with the recent political assassination in Japan, July 8th. Three, an update on self-improvement cult entitled Lighthouse International Group run by Paul Waugh in the UK who really target emotionally abused um, financially. It was recently exposed in the Daily Mail. The story is several months bubbling up and for a report from Sarah and Warner directly on the cultish podcast hiding its true cause. Recruitment into a Christian cult. Very misleading name.
1: So strap in there's a lot to cover. Hello listeners, this is Casey from the Cult Vault podcast, a long format interview-based show that focuses on the lives and stories of cult survivors. Recently, I released episode 186 with cult mediation and recovery specialist Patrick Ryan, founder of Cult News 101. I'm also hosting a 12-hour live stream on July the 22nd from 12 noon Eastern Time to midnight with an aim to raise awareness of the podcast and funds for the Sound Choices Coalition a nonprofit that supports people escaping polygamy and other destructive religious practices. Coming up in the next couple of months, I have interviews with former Worldwide Church of God survivors, authors, therapists, and more. Come and join me at the Colt Vault Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
0: You're listening to The Frankie Files. FrankieFilesPodcast.com the you Files. Starting with the Abe shooting. July 8th via Reuters, Nara, Japan. Former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, the longest serving leader of modern Japan, was gunned down on Friday while campaigning for a parliamentary election. Shocking a country where guns are tightly controlled and political violence almost unthinkable. The article goes on to say Abe, 67, was pronounced dead around five and a half hours after the shooting in the city of Nara. Police arrested a 41-year-old man and said the weapon was a homemade gun. Abe had been making a campaign speech outside a train station when two shots rang out. Security officials were then seen tackling a man in a gray t-shirt and beige trousers. Police said the gunman had admitted to shooting Abe with a handmade firearm he had fashioned out of metal and wood. Media reported his name as Tetsuya Yamagami. Police said he was a NARA resident and worked at Japan's Maritime Self-Defense Forces for three years but now appeared to be unemployed. They were investigating whether he had acted alone. So that was July 8th, and I began seeing online updates that the shooter was disgruntled involving his mother- who had been bled dry by the Moonies financially, that's the Unification Church. Um, In the United States, we know them mostly as the Moonies. Quickly, the truth and videos of the church verbally demanding money from members started to surface. A cult was behind the shooting, but how? July 9th via Japan Today. The Unification Church, at the center of growing public scrutiny over former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe's assassination on Sunday, corrected remarks that it has had no trouble with its followers since 2009. A group of lawyers had criticized the comment made by Tomohiro Tanaka, president of the Japan branch of the church, at a press conference last Monday underscoring The church has been facing a series of requests for returning donations even after 2009. Quote, We meant we've achieved certain results through our compliance system. It doesn't mean we have no trouble. We apologize for having caused misunderstanding due to our poor wording, said the Family Federation for World Peace and Unification, widely known as the Unification Church, in a statement. Yamagami, who was arrested after Abe was fatally shot, during a street speech in the Western city of Nara on July eighth has told investigators that his mother's donations to the church ruined his family's finances. His uncle says they totaled about hundred million yen that's seven hundred and twenty thousand dollars in u s Yamagami has also said he harbored a grudge against the church for more than twenty years and killed Abe as he believed his grandfather. Former Prime Minister Kishi had invited the religious group to Japan from South Korea, according to investigators, and that's the end of that article from japantoday.com. We've seen a lot of activity from the Moonies recently surrounding Trump fans. The Moonies are a religious armed militia, and you can follow a survivor on his podcast at the Undue Influence Continuum by Steve Hassan, H A S S A N. And he was a Mooney. He survived it. His family rescued him, basically, from the indoctrination. So check out Steve Hassan's podcast. Okay, next, I want to get into an ongoing story I've been covering from the Lighthouse International Group. You know, us survivors can wave our hands and yell at the top of our lungs that. Anyone can be coerced, especially the young people who were in the cult with their families. Anyone can be coerced and that it's, it's quite alarming and you should all know about these things. But nothing demonstrates this more than when it's happening in real time. Lighthouse International Group says on their own website, we help people overcome the obstacles to their potential and acquire the resources they need while helping the most vulnerable in society. Quote, we have mentored, coached, and counseled thousands of people to come out of toxic families and relationships to become healthily grown, highly effective adults, able to make a difference to themselves and others. WhitehouseInternationalGroup.com also says, self-help doesn't work. The self-help industry is worth $40 billion a year churning out books and courses, which people struggle to apply in the long term. Many will buy a fundamental book like The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey or The Road Less Traveled by M. Scott Peck and won't be able to translate it into action, into pragmatism, into skill, into their character, and then into building value. Why? Social scientists will tell you the world is actually getting worse, and this generation is becoming more institutionalized and infantilized than ever. End quote. A little bit more. The toxic criticism we have received both online and offline has come from a very small minority of ex-associate elects and their families. The biggest obstacle to people's potential we have found time and again, has been from parents, siblings, spouses, friends, and coworkers who are possessive, controlling, and don't want someone to change. Those trolling us anonymously online on sites like Reddit are now under legal and criminal investigation for their unlawful actions. In 18 years, we have not had one legal letter or court summons. Because there's no evidence to back up these false and misleading claims, we welcome and invite genuine questions with an intent to understand. The website, again, lighthouseinternationalgroup.com is where I found that material. So their process they offer is focused on human potential. The fact is that the human potential grift is long and old. Everyone states in similar scams that only they know the secrets to unlocking the your human potential. I was in a cult, and they did the very same thing. They gave New Age readings and direction from above through channeling saints and other holy people, supposedly. Everyone has their spin on it. Paul Waugh in the UK's spin is self-improvement through counseling and groups, yet many are disgruntled. You can see Questioning LighthouseInternationalGroup.com for that information. Questioning, com. Long one. Check out the details of the group's disgruntled ex-members. It has quite a lot of info, such as the Who Are We section. You're listening to The Frankie Files. FrankieFilesPodcast.com. So these are ex-members saying, Are you a current or past member or investor in Lighthouse International Group? Perhaps you purchased mentorship, coaching, or counseling. Or perhaps you invested significant amounts of money to become an associate or associate elect ahead of the big launch. Was your experience positive? Did the big launch happen? Or was it a negative experience with no return on your investment? If you believe you've been part of an MLM, which stands for multi level marketing like scam, or paid monies via undue influence, Contact Action Fraud in the UK. If you're concerned that an organization is insolvent, contact the Insolvency Service UK. I first began reporting on LIG, aka Lighthouse International Group, when I did an article on my Substack. Just go to frankuts.substack.com and search the word Lighthouse. The group was written about in the UK paper, The Daily Mail, and is based in the UK as well. It's operating as a cult, and assorted details do seem to be seeping out. Life coaching is their game. Okay, first, a quick recap of the April 22 events. April 19, 22, a damning article with several ex-members participating came out via the Daily Mail by Tom Kelly and Adam Luck. The leader, Paul Waugh, went legal and states that everything was wrong and taken out of context. Waugh makes an introductory statement on what he's about at his WordPress website, paulstephanwaugh.com. Here's the opener of that Daily Mail second feature article, May ninth, 2022. A life coach boss was branded disgraceful yesterday for illegally naming a child sex abuse victim on social media after she accused him of bullying. Paul Waugh also made public deeply private details of the woman's childhood trauma, which she had revealed in confidential mentoring sessions. In videos posted on YouTube, Mr. Wah, who runs Lighthouse International Group, called the woman's behavior narcissistic and toxic, and even identified the country she is living in after she had told how she had to move abroad to escape his group. Articles can be seen at frankietees.substack.com. Just search Lighthouse. Um, so during these dates that the articles were coming out, I was in contact with some members of a Reddit group for ex-members helping one another in their leaving process. Like any cult, they made it painful to leave, and that group is findable at r/slash cults lighthouse intlgp. Here's one example posted in the group a week ago exposing lig's trolling of ex-members who say anything. On LinkedIn, which is where they mainly recruit. Quote, so LIG love to go on about how ex-members post anonymously and use pseudonyms and that they should reveal their identity if they have nothing to hide. Well, I do remember an ex-member actually did this. They posted on LinkedIn with their identity out in the open, sharing their experience. If you actually use LinkedIn, you will see it's pretty common for ex-members, ex-employees, and ex-clients to post under organizations if they wish to share their grievances. The organization then normally politely responds with an apology and also offers solutions on how they can best rectify the situation. However, what I do also remember is, the quote continues, is L.I.G. going full-blown psycho mode and releasing the most cringeworthy, ridiculous article about this ex-member. Along with personal and private info in the public domain, it was shameful and the worst way to deal with criticism. This person did not deserve that, nor does anyone else who has suffered the same treatment. No wonder others are scared to speak out. No wonder they want to remain anonymous. I do hope that anyone who is considering joining LIG to take a look at this behavior and ask yourself if this is in any way healthy or appropriate. Spare yourself the misery and walk away. It'll be the best decision that you will ever make, and at least you won't need to give your life's savings to fund someone as unethical as Paul. Whew, they do have a lot to say. More ex-members talk about their direct experience. Here, quote, It's all about human potential, I hear you say. Well, we've spent 18 years on the Oracle and other mythical repositories of information which is neither patented or, dare I say, written down, which means there is no intrinsic value to it. It's worthless. Just like my investment in LIG, and I'm afraid to say, so is your investment in LIG. You many associates who are holding on to the balloon of hope that these sunk costs can still be realized. What evidence is there anywhere to show that LIG has had any impact whatsoever with their social initiatives to provide drinking water or even a cup of tea to anyone of need in this or any community around the world. Paul Wass says he has the evidence. Have you seen it? Because nobody else has. How long does potential last until it becomes pointless? The quote continues, so there's simply enough people who feel disenfranchised by this group for it to continue to surface. I'm just watching, and I'm trying to report it accurately. I personally have an update. I have a correction to a previous episode, episode 23, where I did an episode about cult tactics used to silence ex-members. And the update is, I'm the teacher you refer to. I was harassed at work, and they were trying to discredit me. They basically did say I wasn't fit to do my job, amongst other things, but never called me a child molester. Just glad to straighten this out. I must have got my wires crossed on some of these details. Definitely uh, don't want to do that. When I chatted with this source, they were verifiable as someone who's spoken using an alias online to protect their real name from the abuses of the group on ex-members. When I asked if they were okay, the teacher let me know they were able to keep their job and fully supported by their employer, kept the job, and were promoted. It's nice to hear a destructive cult not winning every once in a while. Hoping all these sources are, in fact, real. I verified the best I could with what is public info. This LIG story is sprawling. From their own YouTube, I found leader Paul Wass speaking on who are his members and how they record everything during mentor sessions even private information and details.
1: But let me tell you one of the biggest, biggest accusations we get here is that they don't feel we've made enough progress. But we've spent, out of 18 years, a good 7 to 10 years just overcoming the criticism and the damage to the people while here. So while they're working, they're still hanging on to mummy and daddy and brother and sister and best friend or whoever, and they're constantly bombarding them on, on their phones. They can't get away because they got the phone. Wherever they go now, and that narcissistic feeding, they're getting fed on, they're getting fed on by the parents, in the name of love, in the name of care. But they don't interested in that because they go, well, why would you come and meet Paul? Why don't you come and meet him? Why don't you come and sit down with his families invited you up there. Two lots in 18 years, both of them are not partners. Well, it says something. It says something. And even if they didn't become partners, they had enough honesty and integrity to do that right? Because there's no ways I will invite someone up here. If I couldn't back it up, I'd be hiding away from you. I'm not hiding. Here I am. Guys, here I am. Seriously, you want evidence? We'll bring our. I just want, all I want is, 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 is permission, written permission, legal document, written permission, or any document, just agreement document between us. But if you want legal, you can get it a written document. Allowing us to bring the evidence we have here in all its forms. We have recordings, we have tapes, we have this, we have that of everything that's ever happened here. Because we're, that, that is what we're doing. So why don't we all get together in a room? Let's not go online and be anonymous and write stuff and and, and hide behind. Why? Well, one person said who uh, got that. I said, well, maybe they uh, maybe they don't want to get caught. I said, well, don't want to get caught doing what? I'm sure they believe they're doing the right thing. they get caught doing what? What? Slandering? Slandering the people that are here, slandering the people that are helping, the people that have already been damaged and fed on by families for life. What are we going to do? Seriously, do you want to make it public? Let's do it. Let's go to court. Let's make it happen. But seriously, can I seriously respect, seriously respect people who go online behind a nom de plume, behind a false name, anonymously, writing all the stuff in the world like they're the main thing in the world, on a site like Reddit, for example, that is full of pedophilia. How typical. Known as the dirt bin of the internet, by the way. They're on that. Do I seem indignant and and outraged? Yeah. Because we're trying to help people that have been abused mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, sexually. By and large. One or all of them. And some of them, all of them. And they can't leave the people are terrified of these people. These people are terrified of these families. Seriously, we, we have them here broken down in a heap. Broken. In despair. Suicidal. Do you know how many people from these families? A lot of these families I don't even know. We've got it in writing if you want it, guys. We got it. We have all the evidence here. Everything's recorded here. Everything I say is recorded has been recorded. Everything I've ever said, everything they've ever said has been recorded. And everything they've ever wanted or felt or feared has been written down in the journals that are forwarded to their mentor. We've got them all here. and it Protected. These are people's lives we're talking about. We're more than discreet. We're protective. Very protective.
0: You're listening to The Frankie Files. FrankieFilesPodcast.com To hear him disparaging Reddit, where many people join in discussions that leave cults, and this is just one of many groups, uh, it's sad, you know, to call Reddit a place where pedophiles are. Well, I'm on Reddit. Does that mean I'm a pedophile? He's doing what he doesn't like people doing to him. He's making it up, though. That's the difference. So, yeah, this tit for tat is, is kind of... Muddying the waters, which I guess is Wood's desire, was particularly disturbing to hear him say everything is recorded about people's life trauma sessions. First, they're not licensed therapists. I'm not familiar with their disclaimer forms, etc., but just to say the recordings are safe was questioned by the group's release of people's personal info. I myself heard a video where this man threatened to release ex-members' personal info. It was on their own YouTube channel. There's a lot going on there, and I encourage you to occupy cults here and support members trying to leave and requesting funds. It's a scam. It hasn't ended well for people. See lighthouseinternationalgroup.com for their side of the story, including public rebukes on their YouTube. Their YouTube is Lighthouse International Group. Let's keep this moving, heading now to keen-eyed journalist Siren Warner, who I met and interviewed about his expose on the body cult. He's got a new story and was kind enough to give us a backstory here in a recording just for this show. His new article is at thebodyintl.com. Please note, the views in this segment do not necessarily reflect the views of the Frankie Files podcast. The story is related to this show as exposing the real-time underhanded indoctrination and recruitment techniques of cults and religious cults, but sometimes they show you who they really are when they do believe it. And here's the backstory for the article that just came out. I'm happy to welcome for a second time, Saren Warner, editor of thebodyintl.com.
2: Hello, Frankie T's and the Frankie Files listeners. This is Siren Warner. I'm a journalist who runs an online magazine about cults called The Body International. And at The Body International, the first thing you're going to find is a recently published long article about a podcast called Cultish, which has people concerned. And I would say concerned for a very good reason. So I'm going to introduce this with where the story came from. So last weekend... I got a message from someone who works on another podcast called Indoctrination, which is a great show, and they had a message sort of out of the blue. I'd been communicating with them um, sort of somewhat frequently online, but they sent a message that said, FYI, this cult podcast called Cultish is essentially a front to indoctrinate people into extremist right-wing Christianity, which I was really taken aback by it's a strange strange claim to make so I guess like I follow cultish on um, social media it looks like a it generally looks like a cult your standard cult podcast and it's got really good design it's it's uh, you know handsome social media so hearing that it was this you know extremist right-wing group was sort of blew my mind and after this message, there was a video that was sent my way, which had the host of Cultish saying that he had been discriminated against because of abortion and being discriminated against by people who murder babies. And that was shocking um, to hear from a, a anti-cult podcast or a cult education podcast, which is what the show sort of says it is bigot is somebody who actively discriminates against a certain people group they're prejudiced and the biggest religious bigots are those who say that the human being upon conception inside the womb is not actively human they're so prejudiced in fact that they actually go to the lengths of murdering that child inside the womb the abortion thing is is such a huge red flag i would say because If you're talking about cults, you're talking about groups that control people. And if you are against groups that control people, you're probably not in the same camp as the people who want to control women. They're just, uh, these are philosophically opposed ideas. And then I got, you know, link after link. I was sent a press release about this podcast and how it was affiliated with a church how it was funded by ministry and funded by this anti-abortion crusade and and the really crazy thing from talking to this employee at indoctrination was you know there was this accusation in there you know this isn't just a you know extreme right-wing group this is a cult like this is a show about cults from a christian perspective that's actually a recruitment vehicle for a cult. And the leader of this group is named Jeff Durbin. Jeff Durbin is the host of Cultish. He is also the minister at this church. He also runs a program called End Abortion Now. And at first, I mean, this just sounds like so like ridiculous. You know, if, if this is a cult and this guy is doing an anti-cult podcast, it's just I mean, I've just never heard anything like that before. But then you dive into the actual material. Where a lot of the red flags come from, where a lot of this reporting comes from, is a website called Check My Church, which is what it sounds like. It's a it's sort of a review system for churches. And the the profile of the church that Jeff Durbin runs, that Coltish is a part of, uh, which is called Apologia Church, is the name of it, Apologia. That is written by an author named Sarah Leanne Young, who not only had interactions with Jeff Durbin, but just collected anything that was out there that she could find on this website. They, they list red flags. They list information that's out there. That's concerning, you know, financial transparency. Uh, If there's allegations of abuse, they're going to post them there. And there's a lot of information that Sarah put together that made its way into my article. And before Sarah's work, there's this work from Pen and Pulpit. It's a conservative Christian blog podcast. They do videos too. They had written things about Jeff, uh, Jeff Durbin, that were like super concerning. The number one thing was that he was recording conversations of confessions from members and then using those conversations, putting them out in the public to smear members. And that's something that is right in the cold zone. You don't really hear stories about churches that aren't in the cold zone, where they're recording members' conversations and and blackmailing people with it. Blackmail is not something that should ever happen at a church for obvious reasons. I mean, it's just sort of beyond the pale. And that's what this guy was engaged in. Another thing that was concerning was that this guy, Jeff Durbin at Apologia, who runs Cultish, was making members sign up with these, like, contracts. He was having them sign, not non-disclosure agreements, but, but these contracts that basically said, you are faithful unto death. And that is another thing that is, you'll find in cults, you, you won't find that if, if you just go down the street and go to your local Catholic church. So they're not going to make you sign a, something that says you're faithful until death. So at that point, I mean, before I even listened to the show, there's some validity to these, these accounts that this is a cult, apologia is a cult, that cultish is a vehicle for this church. I guess the thing I do want to bring up that was like the most concerning about the group was that you know it it seemed very clear that they were targeting ex-Mormons and ex-Jehovah's Witnesses people who had like just gotten out of cults they sell on their website these pamphlets to be spread around about converting ex-Mormons like says on there like ex-Mormons aren't saved you know that's sort of like the threat of hell like here, save these ex-Mormons. And you got to buy this stuff. This is for people who are, you know, huge supporters of this church to, you know, purchase these things on their own and then hand them out to Mormons. And that is just like as concerning as it gets, because on the, on Cultish, on this podcast, they have episodes saying, you know, life after ex-Mormonism, life after leaving the Jehovah's Witnesses. I mean, it is obvious that this this is a vehicle to recruit. And I will say like some things that stuck out to me. I mean, the first was listening to the podcast and, and just, it was not really a podcast about cults, which it looks like a podcast about cults. It it has all the elements of a cult podcast sort of in place, but it is just the opposite of a cult podcast because it is inane for one. And, you know, Christ comes up all the time. And that's something like the presence of, of you know, evangelism in a cult podcast is outrageous because, you know, churches, ministries are the most common offender in the world of cults and there's just like a lack of self-awareness, there's a conflict of interest that's, that's super obvious there. Just, I guess, moving on from the, the content of the podcast, the money that's involved. The One of the things that really just, you, you can't miss it, is this neon sign behind the host, behind Jeff Durbin. He has, the I mean, it's this enormous, customized neon sign that, you know, I, it, it must have cost a ton of money. I mean, the, the sign is such a display of vanity; it's it's ridiculous. I mean, d- for a a cult podcast that is like able to fund itself, um, you know, you put that money into the podcast, or you would, you know, help help supplement the time that you spend on the podcast. I mean, that is ridiculous. And then there's the store on the on the cultish website or the apologia page and it just has like product after product after i mean everything you could imagine as far as like clothing and the the really like insulting thing on the on some of this clothing is this design they have that says bad theology hurts people and yeah like bad theology does hurt people i agree with that but you should not be the one to to be saying that when it seems like you are a cult leader who's hurting people, who's blackmailing people, and it's just that really any theology—the the bad theology—is the theology that like isn't apologia. Jeff Durbin is—it doesn't talk to his parents. He is he's separated from his parents because they are Catholic, and that is called shunning, which is another thing that cults do, um, obviously. That's, a, that's where a lot of the research came from. You'll find all this stuff in my article, which is called "Cultish Is Culty." But the the really like the, the hardest part of making this article was that you know you have to listen to the show, and I I make it very clear in the article that this show is just garbage. Like even if you take out the the cultiness of what is being said and take out the references to abortion, like the actual show about cults comes from people who know nothing about cults. It's, it's insulting to anybody who knows anything about what a cult actually is to listen to this show, because it's so just amazingly far off the mark. It's filled with conspiracy theories. I called it, uh, you know, garbage beyond garbage that, you know, it's, it's, You don't want to insult garbage by talking about this show because garbage doesn't like hurt people intentionally. The episode of the show that that really blew my mind was this Charles Manson episode. The the conversation is just inane. It's just they take some conspiracy theory, some recent conspiracy theory, and they talk about it for an hour as if it was the Manson story. And they say, oh, you know, the Helter Skelter, like, uh, you know, that's lies. But this total conspiracy is the truth. The, I can't imagine there's a worse. What are the forces that created Charles Manson in this episode? Uh, well, people were the fornicators. People were fornicating in the 60s. There was free love and abortion. Like people were having abortions and society lost its way. And that's why we got Charles Manson. And I could go on for a while about their content. I'll just, I'll just stop it, Manson, to, to keep your show going. I hope more information comes out, a little sunlight. And as as more information comes out, I hope that this becomes a common story. It becomes a known story. It's on other podcasts. I super appreciate Frankie T's having me on this show and getting this information out in this platform because, you know, everybody in this community really needs to know what's going on with cultish because it is in bad faith. It's so cynical. But again, if if you want to check out the story, it's the easiest way to get to my website is to type in cultstories.com, which will take you there. The first article on the site is the cultish article. You can't miss it. I hope people read it. And I just want to say about Frankie Files, this is what a good cult podcast sounds like. Like this is what somebody who knows what a cult is would say. And there are survivors on this show. And there are people who know what they're talking about that come on Frankie Files. I'm thankful that it exists. And, and I'm appreciative that you would have me on and let me tell this story. Thank you so much.
0: Well done, Siren. Guys, keep your wits about you. With the apocalyptic fears right now, we're more likely than ever to do stupid stuff, more vulnerable than ever to join a high-demand group. The cults are out there. Cult up Each third Tuesday on The Frankie Files. Until next time. I'll be launching the use of a new hashtag, Occupy Cults. Occupy Cults certainly speaks for itself. It's time that we get the word out about the damage these cults do financially, emotionally, psychologically, sexually, generationally. And that's part of what prompted me to begin speaking out. The hashtag OccupyCults should be placed on anything you want the awareness raised on. I notified the press my list that I use, and I hope that it will help them find stories to raise the awareness and to disseminate this information even more widely than it is now. So check out the hashtag OccupyCults. Wear it on a t-shirt. Chalk it on the neighborhood. Get the word out. OccupyCults means just that. Pay attention to what's going on. Those survivors who are trying to speak out need your support. It's extremely difficult for us. So thanks for listening and uh, check out OccupyCults, the hashtag. If you would like information on cults in the news, please join my new substack, .substack FrankieTeas.substack.com. If you're feeling down and no one's there to actually talk to, there is someone to talk to. Call the Suicide Prevention Hotline anytime. This will pass. Please know that many of us have survived these thoughts. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255 anytime, day or night. There's a friendly person there that can remind you to value the life you have and that this too shall pass. Again, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 800-273-8255, 800-273-8255, or search online, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. The Frankie Files.